Guys, Joe Mobley, The Joe Mobley Show. We are here in Washington, D.C. for uh, the YAF, the Young America's Foundation's uh, National Conservative Student Summit. So it's going down here. All right, we are back. At, yeah, I can't stop. I can't stop looking at the freaking microphone. Oh my gosh. Uh, God, get it together, Joe. To be honest, I kind of heard of the saw it through a Twitter meme, so, and I thought it was yeah. very funny because <laughs> I was like a freshman in high school. So, I lo Do you follow me on Twitter? You have no idea who I am, do you? I'm sorry, Mr. No. Joe Mobley. I do know who you are now. We got a Ted Cruz. I think I'm looking forward to Liz Wheeler. Liz Wheeler, she's closing it out, right? Yeah. I think she's the the end cap. I would say either either Ted Cruz or Zuby because I'm interested in what what his perspective will be as a as an. Do you always talk this off? Is this like a camera shy thing? No. You are wearing a blue blazer. You are the most confident man in this hotel room right now. If you want to catch up with me, you've got to. Email ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. Guys, there's too much going on on social media. I've told you before, I'll tell you again, that I can't keep up with you there. Even though I try, I try on Locals, I try on Twitter, I try on Getter. You gotta send me an email. It's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. As soon as she takes a bite, we're gonna ask her a question. <laughs> no, really, this is what you want to happen most, is to be interviewed while you're eating dinner. I know it, America knows it, so where are we coming from? Utah. You're from Utah. Utah. So who are we looking forward to the most? Mike Lee. Ted Cruz? Mike Lee. All right. Be honest. This is what America wants to know. Who's your least favorite speaker here? <laughs> she said mom and dad. I don't even know. I don't know what that's about. I didn't bring my parents. Least favorite speaker here? Come on, this can determine the rest of your life. I don't know. I don't know how to qualify the answer. Alright, favorite speaker. Who do you like Pence? Pence? Yeah. Of course, the iconic Ronald Reagan. Uh, of course, the iconic Ronald Reagan. I keep... I keep looking at the freaking microphone for some reason. I don't know why it's up there, uh, but I keep I keep looking at it. I don't know. I, it, there's something like menacing about it or something. Most anticipated guest of the conference. Wait, what are we doing? I would say Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Awesome. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah. What about you? Who are you looking forward to? Um, I don't know. Probably Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Awesome. Tonight's your night, then. Yeah. Tonight is your night. Right, See? right away. Yeah. He bought the cheap tickets. He's going back home. Yeah, exactly. What about you? Ted Cruz as well. I'm coming from Buffalo, New York. That's a long way. How many times you get your passport stamped? Like, you leave New York, Jersey, Delaware? Right, far journey down. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Ted Cruz tonight, and I'm looking also forward to hearing Mike Pond speak. Can't yeah. wait. Awesome. What about you? Uh, probably Ted Cruz, but also Mike Pence. Ted Cruz, yeah. Mike Pence? Mike Pence. Mike yeah. Pence? Say ben Carson. Ben Carson. Yeah. I'm the I'm the only Christy Gnome fan. Christy, I love you. I'm the only one. Now it's too late. It's too late. She, she is no fan of yours. What about you? Andrew Clayton. Awesome. All right. Lots of love here for Mike. Hence, lots of love here for uh, Liz Wheeler. I, I'm still the biggest Christy Gnome fan, if I do say so myself. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Annual National Conservative Student Conference. <laughs> So as promised, we are here in the heart of the nation's capital in beautiful Washington, D.C. Uh, crime rate aside, we are here with Governor Scott Walker, uh, who's the president of the Young America's Foundation. And we're here for one of the most important events that can go on in our society right now. It's the National Conservative Student Conference. Guys, this is possible because of a lot of different efforts. It starts in the home. It starts with parents being bold and courageous and, and raising their children to be bold and courageous. And they, these children, whether they're homeschooled or public schooled, they go out into the workplace or they go out into college. And it is not popular. It's not safe. It, it's very risky to share your thoughts, opinions, and beliefs if they're dissident, which ours are. Uh, so parents, thank you. Students, there are hundreds of students out here who are just tremendous. Huge thanks to you all. Uh, but no small part and thanks to you. So uh, tell people who, if someone in my audience doesn't know what YAF is, if you've not heard uh, that, if you've not seen this logo behind some of your favorite speakers, tell us right. about the foundation and why you guys exist. Well, simply put, Young America's Foundation, YF.org, if you want to know the details, it, we're really about training the next generation of leaders in the fight for freedom. Uh, we started with William F. Buckley and Ronald Reagan and Barry Goldwater in the 1960s on college campuses where we still are in abundance. Pre-COVID, we're on about 2,000 campuses where we support students. Uh, in the 90s, we took over the Reagan Ranch because President Reagan had been so involved in the organization and we expanded to a high school program. And just this year, we expanded even into middle school because sadly, liberal indoctrination is starting sooner and sooner. We've got to counter that. And what we do are conferences like we're at, seminars, programs. We're the largest conservative lecture series on college campuses in the country. Uh, we do all sorts of other things, plus a national journalism center, a center on free enterprise and entrepreneurship. Uh, we do all these things and more, but the heart of it are really these conferences and these lecture series on campuses and at schools all across the country. The number one thing we hear, you alluded to, 
is students come to these things and say, wow, I had no idea there were other kids who think like I Oh, well, you feel like you're on an island. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at, it's a close secret, internet don't say anything. Uh, I'm from New York City, you know, so I'm, I'm from a, a big black family of traditional New York City. Uh, now I'm proud to say my family aren't hardcore leftists, they're just Democrats. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's weird the things that they need to be in the closet about as a Democrat, but some of them are pro-gun, some of them are pro-God, and, and they have to be secretive about that, where in their workplaces, in tech, and in finance, and it's, it's outrageous. If you're a 9 out of 10 on the, on the billet, you're still a no-go. Uh, in that sphere. So well, we had Susanna Martinez, who was uh, governor the same eight years I was in New Mexico. Years ago, she was running to be a prosecutor. She had been a, or to be the district attorney. She'd been a prosecutor uh, at a county near the, the border, literally the border of Mexico. And uh, she never thought about political affiliation. She was just a prosecutor, taking, putting away the bad guys. And uh, so it's a one, crazy thought, right? Days. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine that a prosecutor that actually prosecutes bad people. Uh, but she, uh, uh, when word was out there, there was an open spot. She was going to run. She had just assumed being Hispanic, she was probably should run as a Democrat. But three Republicans asked to have lunch with her and her husband Chuck. And uh, instead of promising all these campaign things, they just walked through issue by issue where they stood. And I love what she says it. She said she came out of that lunch, looked at her husband Chuck, and said, I'll be damned if we're not Republicans. Uh, and I think that's true in the larger sense of conservatives. There's a lot more people, particularly young people, oh, who yeah. share maybe not every single one of the same things we do, but who on eight or nine of the 10 issues that are the most important to them are more aligned with conservatives. They've just been taught, they've been indoctrinated. In some cases, they've been intimidated. So conferences like this help these students who are brave themselves, not just brave parents, kind of come out and realize, hey, I can do this. And we're giving them the tools to fight back. So that's the thing right there, the winning hearts and minds. I say the money maker. It's not money maker. It's getting people to realize. And that's why I think the most impressive thing that you guys said, you've said it twice, it's the lecture series. Yeah. You know, Prager's got their five minute, uh, their five minute videos, right. and, and Charlie Kirk's got a lot of man on the street. The, this is all trying to win hearts and minds in, in the culture war, and that's what it is. Uh, but the lecture series is getting, it's almost like getting to take all of those people to the coffee shop. Uh, and I've been to the events, there's often coffee, you should go to one. Uh, but it's like getting to have that sit down and have these conversations. And it's, it's Socrates, it's gaining understanding through questioning and answering. And that's just tremendous. Now you mentioned William F. Buckley Jr. Yeah. I have a theory, so, uh, and for, for the audience that doesn't know, William F. Buckley Jr., he's the guy who reinvigorated uh, what we call modern American conservatism, um, which obviously, you know, the political ideological spectrum existed before him, but he kind of breathed new life into it. I think we're in that moment again, and I think that there is a modern William F. Buckley Jr. out there somewhere. I don't know who he or she might be, but I'm certain that they're probably someone who's on or who will be on your speaker circuit. Well, so the closest predictions. Well, there's a number that could fit that bill, but I mean, probably the classic one these days is Ben Shapiro. He started out with this <laughs> more than a decade ago uh, when he was somewhat known as a skyrocketed since then. Still is exclusive with Lee with us on college campuses. Obviously, he and the Daily Wire now with Knowles and Wash and all those folks have done a fabulous, fabulous job. 
Uh, but I mean, he's a he good. Does, he speaks a lot faster than Bill Buckley. He does. HF very unique stuff. He doesn't lean back like Buckley, yeah. but he speaks. In fact, I often tell supporters uh, who love him but think he talks too fast that on YouTube you can actually go in the upper right hand corner and turn it to three quarter speed. Uh, but it'd be a good example. Uh, end of the semester, this school year, we had him a number of places as we did. Uh, in fact, in April, I think we had 24 different speakers in 28 days in different campuses. Uh, but, but as one example, Ben was at Iowa State for us. He had nearly 3,000 students in a maximum capacity of auditorium, which is great. But then between YAF TV, our platform, live streaming, The Daily Wire and others that showed it, about 8 million more people saw that. And what I love is when the left, whether it's Ben or any of our other speakers, they, when they go bonkers about a conservative coming onto campus, uh, whether it's someone young and new, or maybe someone from historically from the past, like Art Laffer, who still wilds crowds as well. When the left goes crazy, yeah, it gins up the left and the right, but most importantly, it gins up curious students. Mm -hmm. Most students, like most Americans, aren't hard right, they aren't hard left. They're just kind of conservative, trying to figure it all out. In the case of students, they're trying to do their homework, make it through the week, get to the weekend and have fun with their friends. When the left goes crazy, when these radicals go wild about a speaker like a Ben Shapiro, those curious students come out. And what we love, we love those other groups. I did a video on Ronald Reagan with PragerU. I love their content. I love working with these other groups. But the lecture series, what I've found more than anything with students is they want authenticity. We heard it in the last couple days here. The most impressive speeches to them were the ones they felt were authentic. Not a written script, but responding in real emotion, real time. And when our lecture spirits come in, they don't just talk. About half the time uh, that they spend on the campus is taking questions from students, including those who hate them. You know, Ben actually says, raise your hand, go to the front if you want to contest something I've said. It's always a mistake, but, but right. they do it. Well, because it makes for great TV. It, they don't realize what they're up against. But what I love is particularly not just in person, but our YouTube numbers doubled last year. And I'm convinced it's because students and others, but particularly students, they want to hear, how do I respond in a rational, reasonable way? Mm -hmm. How do I stay optimistic and positive? And they look to our speakers and say, yeah, when some crazy student or teaching assistant does this, now they know how to respond in their own classroom with their own professors or sometimes just as simple as on social media. What I love about, so I've probably seen every video that you guys have done uh, with Ben Shapiro, Michael Knows, Clavin, uh, hundreds of other people. What I love about Ben's style, and this is probably something that the Daily Wire crew does a lot, um, you come to this thing, you disagree, and, and they want you at the front so you right. can ask that question. Ben will, he never punches down. He, he listens to the heart of the argument and he steel mans it as a skilled, he's a skilled speaker, but just as a philosopher, as a student of philosophy, he steel mans the argument to make it as powerful as it could be. And then he says, this is why it doesn't make sense. You know, it sounds good, but it's not, it's not logically sound. There are some holes in it. Right. And he plugs those holes. And that's why you know, I'm highly educated and credentialed and whatever. I go back and watch these videos. And I, it's, it's almost like rereading a book. You're hearing yeah. different nuance in it. Um, so I, I just highly recommend everyone. If it's like a master class. Yeah, it really is. It, it, it really is. Um, so I want to take you into the into the living rooms. Uh, we've just got a few minutes here. So I want to take you into the living rooms of parents because I know that you've had these conversations with thousands and thousands of students and with hundreds, if not uh, tens of thousands of parents. 
Um, I'm a father, my kids are, I've got four kids, all under seven, um, and, and we, were, we were homeschooling before it was cool and before COVID and all, my wife's whole family's homeschooled. But there are parents struggling to relate, struggling to bring um, materials, content, opinions, whatever, to their kids who are confused about a lot of things. Um, not just the trendy things in the media, but who they are as a person, what they want to do. The normal questions from right. 50, 60 years ago, what do I want out of life? What do I want to do? When do I want to start a family? And the kids are struggling, but now more than ever, the parents are struggling. Um, so what do you say to parents that they just, they want help reaching their children and shepherding their children through uh, these tumultuous times? Well, one, you talk about hope, I think, and we were talking about this off screen, that uh, uh, an important thing for all of us, but I think particularly parents, is telling stories, telling your own experience of things that got you through tough times. Uh, there's a whole bunch of resources I can talk about in a second, but I just think as a parent, if you talking about, hey, I remember when I was afraid, I remember when I was concerned. These days, I talk a lot. I came of age as a child during uh, the late 1970s when I was a real little kid into the 80s. Why I love Ronald Reagan because he was my president. But more, more than just that, I remember when there were hostages in Iran. I remember when we had uh, lines at the gas station and oil embargoes and all these other problems. And so, I think as a parent, my kids are a little older now, but it's important to tell even my nieces uh, as well who are kind of freaked out. Hey, we've made it through tough times before. Mm -hmm. A lot of people forget that most of the college students and everyone younger than that were born after 9/11. Um, so they don't have a context when we think about, hey, we've been attacked, we've been challenged in America, we've made it through these things. It won't be easy, but we've made it through it. I think one of the things we saw during COVID, one of the many things we saw, one, we saw a lot of bad things uh, in our schools that maybe a lot of parents didn't know about, but one of the biggest gaps is because we've been so afraid to teach American and objective American world history, our kids don't have a sense of resilience. They don't know that the, this country and the world in general have gone through some tough times. So sharing that history and sharing your own personal connection, I think, goes a long way. And then I tell people, go to yf.org, get your kids involved in our conferences, get them involved in some of the, uh, the materials that we have to offer. It's not all ours. You mentioned, you mentioned some of the others. I mean, I love PragerU. It's getting younger and younger. Some of the stuff, they're doing really good content, video content for students. Uh, but I think there's nothing more powerful. Uh, I know my kids are 28 and 27. When they went through tough times, particularly in high school, for me to share experiences I had as a kid at about that same age goes so, so far to, to let them know, hey, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then to find others of their peers to help lift them up. That goes a long ways as well. This is funny, we've not spoken about this, but it's, it's, it's kind of a humanizing experience. And I tell people, I'm much, I'm in my mid thirties. I don't try to pretend that I know a lot about parenting, but I, I try and remember things that I felt as a child. And that's how I answer a lot of yeah. these types of questions. But there's a humanizing element to what you said. I, there's a time where a kid thinks that their parent is like something other than human, like right. superhuman. Yeah. They want to be just like mom, just like dad. Mom and dad know all. Um, I remember the first time my dad got seriously hurt was the first time that I realized my, my dad's a man. Yeah. <laughs> He's a person, a living, breathing thing. Um, but so showing this kind of vulnerability and and sharing that that's what it took my mind to um but uh you've probably had conversations with steve bucci he's one of the heritage uh foundation fellows 
uh, say that five times fast. Uh, he walked me off of the ledge, just like you were saying, yeah, the, yeah. you know, hey, this is the first time. He said, Joe, you know, we've had an American Socialist Party, we've had an American Communist Party, we've had these cycles where the, you know, the nation was dipping its toe in the water of this ideology or that ideology. And he says he believed that the founders made a very resilient mm -hmm. framework. Uh, and you used the same word. Um, so that's, that's powerful. I know, so I don't know why, but so much of my audience is uh, middle-aged and older. So I, I love you guys. Um, and you're dealing with children, you're dealing with grandchildren. Um, I, I think Governor Walker's advice uh, is tremendous there. And so I think I've got you for four more minutes. Uh, what else do you want people to know about yourself? This is, this is something that, that no one else uh, has, okay? <laughs> Well, it's like the other day I was sitting down with Betsy DeVos and I had read her new book and the fun thing was I, I realized after 20 years of knowing Secretary DeVos, I didn't know uh, that she had worked at her father's plant on the, the late night shift from 11 in the night until 7 in the morning riveting uh, the mirrors that you make. <laughs> you so I said, out when we were talking about it. Right, that, but so that's I said, that's kind of, is that cool? I mean, it's kind of cool <laughs> stuff. So I said, most people may not know, uh, as a kid, I actually grew up between, Reince Priebus was on one side of me and Paul Ryan was on the other. Paul and I actually worked at McDonald's as kids. <laughs> Uh, but he, oh, honestly, oh got God. truth. His manager in Janesville told him he couldn't work in the front. He had to stay in the back flipping hamburgers because he didn't have the interpersonal skills to be out at the cash register. So I just laugh, you know, fun stuff like that. But all those sorts of things are just so humbling. They're, they're a good reality check. It kind of goes back to what we were saying about parenting, you know, sharing those experiences. Hey, yeah, I worked at you know, McDonald's and we hire people. I love internships. I love all these other programs kids are in. But more often than not, I wonder what, what job did you have? What, what work did you have to do? And uh, for me, even looking back 40 years later, uh, you know, watching a bus come in 10 minutes before closing time on a Saturday night when you wanted to go out with your friends, you learned how to get things moving uh, to get that order done. And so uh, there's just a lot of cool things out there that, uh, that I think young people need to know, not just as parents and grandparents, but as leaders, uh, yeah, we go through a lot of the same things we do and we learn from them. Awesome. Well, guys, this is an incredible conference for an incredible cause. Um, are you guys C3 or C4? We're C3. C3. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, again, the website is yf, that's yankeefoxtrot.org. Uh, check it out. It's a tremendous, tremendous thing that they're doing here. And you can be a part of it by watching the content, by sharing the content, like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Not here, we're talking about their channel. It's, it's YAF's channel. Um, but if you just, if you want to be encouraged, if you want to feel that there are others in the fire with you, that you are not doing this by yourself, go and check out the Young America's Foundation. If you have been blessed like many of us have, then you've got some money laying around even in these uh, increasingly, uh, uh, you know, tight times. Uh, YAF, they're a tremendous organization. I fully support everything that they're doing. They're making a difference. Uh, they're having these coffee table conversations times a million out into family rooms all over the United States. And if we're gonna win the culture war, I'm confident uh, that all the organizations we listed, but again, you know, I'm talking a top tier organization, YAF is gonna be a part of that. Uh, so Governor Walker, thanks so much. Thank it's you. Been a pleasure. Good to be with you.
doesn't shy away from expressing himself with a refreshing and compelling level of honesty. Zubi was born in England and raised in Saudi Arabia, where he attended an international school. While studying computer science at Oxford University,
the leaders of tomorrow. Yeah!